0: Thank you for that, Brother Tyler. Somebody get that man a water. That was awesome. And uh, and, and so, I, guys, I get up and sing like that, and and uh, wow, thank you for that, Brother Tyler. If you can't be ready to preach after that, well, I don't know, you just can't be ready. You say, Brother Nate, you're probably not ready. You're right, but I'm going to try. And, uh, and so, it is good to be here this morning. It's good to see each and every one of you. And as mentioned before, uh, Pastor was uh, planning to preach this morning. He had planned to, like I said, he drove back yesterday, but... It, uh, ended up having to go back towards Monroe and so uh, be in prayer for him and you know it's, it's, it's funny this, it's the way it always works out right um, there was always signs throughout the week that I was probably preaching this morning for one I'm, I'm leaving right after the service this morning and and I, and I am driving to Florida right after the service and my, my parents have been asking well what time do you think you'll be here I said well it kind of depends on what time I get on the road and he said well, what time do you plan on getting on the road I said well you know um, if the preacher isn't long-winded, maybe get on the road about 1230 or 1 o'clock, I said. But that's probably not going to happen. And, uh, and, and so, go figure, I'm the preacher this morning, and I'll probably be long-winded, okay? And uh, he's actually in church. He's not watching, so, you know, it, it won't offend him this morning if I said that. And, uh, and so then, you know, it's funny. I, I, uh, I'm neighbors with a pastor. We live on the same street, and he always talks about that dog, the barking dog, the dog that keeps him up at night. Well, you know, I, I never hear it, ever. And uh, um, I, I, I sleep with a fan on me, and so I, a, a high-velocity fan. I like to feel the wind on my face. But I do. I never hear this dog. Well, Friday night we go to sleep, and about two thirty, that dog—he gets out from wherever his normal spot is in front of Pastor Andrew's window. And this is no lie. I have a video of it. I'm not going to show it. He gets out. And he sits right in front of my bedroom window. <laughs> arr, 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 arr. I was like, what in the blazes? I think it's our dog? And I'm like, Bear, be quiet. It's not bear. Then again, I go outside and this dog, <laughs> this German shepherd, is sitting right in front of my bedroom window barking. I'm like, hey, get, get out, get out. Runs around, about 15 minutes later, sitting right in front of my bedroom window. Finally, about 4.30 in the morning, I thought, well, this isn't just sin of work. I, I went and watched golf instead. And, and uh, I should have known right then and there that the Lord was speaking to me, a lot like he spoke to Balaam. And said, hey, you're probably preaching today. I, sh- I should have been getting ready right then, but I am excited to preach this morning. And uh, every time that it, it, I get asked to preach, maybe uh, uh, a little bit last minute, I always ask the Lord, Lord, can I preach on heaven? Lord, can I preach on heaven? Every preacher loves to preach on heaven. Can I preach on heaven, Lord? And most of the time, the answer is No. But this morning, the answer is yes. I'm going to preach on heaven this morning. I'm so glad that you're here with us this morning. And, uh, and, and so I know it's already been a great day on property. I walked in, and I was already ready to preach. I've, I've been excited about it all, all morning. And I, even so much in my Sunday school class, I had a hard time keeping my thoughts and, uh, uh, to me. And, um, and I walked in, and Brother Jim says, Brother Nate, we already had some boys saved in Sunday school. And man, what a great day to be at church. People already didn't say before you ever get to preach, and so I'm so glad to be a part of Central, and, and just glad to to be here at church. If you have your Bibles this morning, I hope you do. Uh, turn them over to Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21. When you get there, if you might, wouldn't mind standing as we read the first five verses, we'll stand as we read the first five verses here in Revelation chapter number 21. The Bible says, "And I saw a new heaven and a new earth." And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. We all know this Thursday is Thanksgiving Day. It's a day that we as Americans set aside to show our thankfulness to God. This past week, we heard a message on thankfulness, and many times when, when we're just dealing with normal everyday life, we turn into an unthankful people. You say, well, I don't verbalize that I'm not thankful. Yeah, but we don't, we don't verbalize that we are thankful, and so therefore, we turn into an unthankful people, and this morning, I just want to give a quick message, quick, thank you, Brother Michael. How a trip to heaven will cure that unthankfulness. And this morning, I just want to take you on a trip to heaven. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for everything you do for us. Lord, I do ask that that you would use me in spite of me this morning, Lord. Lord, I know that it, it, it's what you would have preached this morning at Central. And Lord, I pray that we as your people would choose not just this week and this morning to be thankful and to dwell on eternity, Lord, but that we would do that every morning. Lord, I ask that if there was somebody here that isn't sure that heaven is their home, or before they leave here this morning, that they get that surety of salvation. Lord, we thank you for the service that we've already had through song. we thankful for the time that's already been had on, on on church property with one coming to know you as their personal Savior. Lord, heaven is already rejoicing. Lord, I just pray that it would continue on in this short period of time. Lord, ask that once again you would be with me as I preach, Lord. Help me to say only what you would have me to say, nothing more, nothing less. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. A trip to heaven to cure unthankfulness. You know, it's it's been just a couple months, right before the start of the football season, that um, I think most of you know, I'm a Florida State Seminole fan. And right before the start of the season, legendary Christian and coach Bowden passed away, went to heaven. Was the coach for the Seminoles for all those years, and before that, West Virginia. Had many records, won many games, championships. But more than that, he had a testimony of giving the gospel. Just truly a great man. And it was said, I'm not saying this is true, but it was said that unlegendary coach Steve Spurrier, shortly after Coach Bowden's death, asked the Lord if maybe he could take a peek into heaven. I know what you're thinking, There's, that's, that's really rare, I, but even the devil got to have an audience before the Lord, so no doubt maybe Steve Spurrier can too, and Steve Spurrier was the coach of the Florida Gators for all those years, and then to also on the South Carolina, he also coached the Duke Blue Devils beforehand, and so um, it might be said that I have ill will towards Steve Spurrier, and I don't know if that's true or not, and, uh, uh, but it said that, that Steve Spurrier went to heaven, was talking to Peter. And they're looking around, and 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 Peter shows him a, a small mansion that is orange and blue, adorned for a a, a gator coach. And Steve thinks, "Well, hey, I didn't even think I'd make it here." And and Peter's like, "Well, you haven't yet. You, you know, there's some things you have to take care of first. You got to ask Jesus into your heart, and it's not happening yet." But then Steve Spurrier looks, and up there on the hill is just just giant mansion huge gold garnet trim has just jewels all over the place and coach spurrier is just standing there with peter he's like wow that is amazing i've never seen anything so spectacular coach spurrier had to say peter let me guess That's Coach Bowden's right. Peter says, no, that's actually Jesus's. And Jesus said, go Knolls, all right? And uh, as we start the week, and as the Florida State plays the Gators, we're going to start the week by saying, go Knowles." It's okay to laugh. It's okay to have a good time in church. We're all ready for Thanksgiving week. We're all ready to spend time with our family, and hopefully uh, your rival teams win this week. But uh, a little trip to heaven for Steve Spurrier. And, uh, but this morning, I want to take it on a trip to heaven uh, to cure unthankfulness. Here, we definitely see that, that John is giving us a glimpse into heaven. Just a little bit of a glimpse into heaven. And, 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 and I, man... The the, the, the the very next thing to happen for Christians, the next thing on the Lord's calendar, is certainly for Jesus to come back and, and, and for Jesus to return from this earth. And someday for for certain, it is for certain that the trump of God will sound and, and a shout will ring forth and the saved will be caught up away forever and, and, and to meet the Savior. And, and, and then one day, whether in death or by Jesus' coming, each and every one of us that know for sure we're on our way to heaven, uh, we, will, we will see that city. We will see heaven. And what a wonderful thing that will be. I don't know about you, but, but I, I like to think about heaven. Why? Because it's a whole lot better than thinking about this world. And as we read about heaven, and we read about its splendor, and we read about all the things that are there, uh, I, I can't help but think about that song uh, uh, that we sing, uh, uh, How Beautiful Heaven Must Be. And, I, and I'll read you the lyrics to that just a little bit later. And, and But I, I think a lot of times when we deal with thankfulness, and we're talking about thankfulness this week, a lot of it stems because we lose our focus on what it is that God has for us as Christians. And this morning, like I said, I, I'm just excited to preach because I'm just going to remind you of exactly what God has for us as a Christian. I I, I'm going to my mom's house this week, and, and my mom and dad's, and, and, and no matter how bad I may be feeling, no matter how down I may be feeling, there's just something about going to mom's house that, that, that just cures that just a little bit. Um, even as an adult, we, uh, when we first got married, I, we lived just a little bit uh, down the road from them, and if I got sick, I'm just and, and I'm, you're probably going to think less of me, but if I got sick, you know where I wanted to go? I wanted to go to my mom's house. And my mom would be like, no, go home, boy. Your wife didn't take care of you. And and, uh, and and so no my mom's not like that and, uh, uh, and and so but there's there's sometimes when we're feeling ill it's just a trip to, to, to your mom's house maybe if you're feeling ill it's a trip to the woods or or maybe if you're feeling down it's a trip to the mountains or a trip to the beach or whatever it may be uh, but but you say hey maybe it's a trip to Disney World and we'll get to do that this week too and and, uh, and you say hey that's, that's just gonna cure all our ailments. but for us as a Christian for us to cure that unthankfulness when we have that unthankful heart I certainly believe and I truly Truly believe it that if all we ever do is just take a quick trip to heaven if we just turn to the book of revelation and we just read a little bit about heaven it'll cure any sorrow that we have it'll cure any bad attitude that we have it'll cure any thought of of, lord i'm just having a bad day it's hard to have a bad day when you're thinking about heaven i think so oftentimes when we get discouraged and can we all just be a little honest it's been really easy to get discouraged here recently Many times we should open our Bible to Revelation chapter 21 and say, I just want to read a little bit about heaven. I say, Brother Nate, your Bible's creased right there. I know I get discouraged a lot. Just read about what God is going to do. See if one of us actually ever was able to catch a glimpse of heaven, just like everybody there that's, always, that's ever been there beforehand, they won't want to come back. Which, by the way, that's why, that's why we're, we should be so thankful for Jesus is that he was already there and he decided to leave heaven's throne to come down and be born in that manger. And so then go to that cross that Brother Tyler just sang about. But just a quick trip to heaven. And what that means for us this morning. And how as we look towards heaven and we look towards the future of what God has for us. Man, what a wonderful thing it is to be a Christian. I have been homesick before. I have (laughs) been homesick to go to my parents' house when I probably shouldn't be homesick to go to my parents' house. I have. I'm not sure that ever gets cured with age. That you just get a little homesick. I think about that song that Brother Heath sings so often. Can I be honest that every time he sings it, (laughs) uh, I'll cry anyway, says I'm not afraid of it, but I just want to sit there and I want to weep as Brother Heath sings that song, Sweet Beulah Land. I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've never been before. No sad goodbyes will there be spoken, for time won't matter anymore. Goes on to say, I'm looking now just across the river to where my face shall end in sight. There are just a few more days to labor. Then I will take my heavenly flight. Beulah Land, Beulah Land, I'm longing for you. And someday on thee I'll stand. There my home shall be eternal. Beulah land, Beulah land, Beulah land. Oh, it's Beulah land. I'm not going to sing it. What a great thought of heaven and how heaven is. And this morning I just, once again, I know it's just rambling on an introduction. I'm just so excited to tell you about heaven this morning this is your first time in church this morning, and you've never heard about heaven, I just want to share with you a place that I believe the majority of this room is going to one day, hopefully everybody in this room, and how you can know for sure that heaven will be your home. This morning, to those of you that are Christians, that might be dealing with a little grief, you might be dealing with despair. Maybe you're dealing with loss of a loved one. Maybe you're dealing with remembering the loss of a loved one previously. I get it during this week, for those of you that have lost people, maybe it's hard to be as thankful. When everybody else gets together on Thursday, you don't. They've gone on before you. Maybe this morning, you yourself are experiencing that health diagnosis that I talked about earlier. I think just a quick trip to heaven in the next few minutes will help cure some of our ailments. And just think about what's there. The Bible says here in verse number 2, it says, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. First thing we look at here is this new city. When I was a kid, I would go to weddings for one thing. Food. Food. That's my parents. Is there gonna be a reception? Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe just finger foods. I'm like, eh. <laughs> then cake. And then as I got a little bit older, I went for two things: food. Then I also wanted to see if the groom had just enough gumption to really put a good one on his on his wife. You know, you may kiss the bride. Nah. And uh, I was just like, hey, you know. Be a man, put one on her. I think Alex did that, you know, during during your wedding there. And so they're visiting back in town. But now as a dad to daughters, (laughs) I go to weddings a little bit differently. I go to weddings and I look at dads and I try not to cry. I think it was Andrea Lapone's wedding that uh, I was sitting over here where Brother Bo is. And I told, I told Brother John, I said, Hey, Brother John, I'm going to try not to look at you because you almost got me during Miss Kristen's wedding. And here you are, you're having to give away another daughter so soon. It just doesn't seem fair. Sorry to remind you of that, Brother John. <laughs> so I'm over here sitting about this area and I'm just about getting ready to cry because I see him come in. And I look down and I see my daughter Bella and she had brought binoculars. And she's sitting over there, and they start to come down, and Bella picks up these binoculars. <laughs> and I'm like, Bella, what are you doing? She's like, I just wanted to see It's kind of like the opera. Like, you've never been to the opera either. But there was one day that was a little bit different. On May 18th, 2007. That is our anniversary, right? And... Uh, that I wasn't paying attention to anybody but one person in the room. It wasn't my mom. It wasn't my brothers. It certainly weren't her bridesmaids or her sister. (laughs) It was her. And I stood about right here at that church in Pleasantville, Iowa, and she turned the corner, and my focus was only on her, a beautiful bride, I normally make fun of her during preaching, so I have to earn some points here, and when I read that verse here in chapter 2, it says, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, I just think about beauty. But I also think about focus. How when she walked into that church auditorium, everything else around me was dark. And my only focus was on her. Say, Nate, did you cry? Of course I did. I cried everything. <laughs> we see this happening here in John, in Revelation chapter 21 and here's this new city this gift from God this bride adorned for her husband and it's out of heaven which, which is so great because we all know what happens in a city of crime and corruption and all these different things but this is a new city it's out of heaven no corruption no human influence no politicians I thought we'd get a bigger amen out of that but you see what that word says it says prepared. I told you this morning, I'm just here to try to encourage you. But when I look to this trip of heaven, I see that word prepared. That means God's made it for me. He's made it for you. He has something there for you. He has something there for me. What a wonderful thing that heaven is. Let's just continue on. We're just taking these verse by verse. I actually have very little notes, so we might be here for a while. I don't know. And it says, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with them. And then look what, what your Bible says here. It says, and he will dwell with them. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. There's a lot of wonderful things about the new city. There's a lot of wonderful things about reading about Revelation chapter 21. I think one of the great ones is that we'll get to dwell with God. We'll get to dwell with our Heavenly Father. It's a dwelling place. We'll be in His presence. Sometimes read the Old Testament, and I can't help it. I guess I'm just very immature But I can't help but when I read scripture, I just picture it, just like if it was a TV right in front of me. And I think about Moses on the mount. I think, wow, Moses was in the presence of God. I wonder how that was like. And I have a picture of it. It's probably wrong, but I have a picture of it in my head. It's neat. I think. I wonder how that would be. Think about jesus as he as the transformation on the mount and those being in the presence of god think about wow i wonder what that's like you know what i'm here to tell you this morning is that a quick trip to heaven reminds you that we'll all get to know what that's like hey one day we'll be in the presence of god almighty himself hey, one day you'll be in the presence of the one who created the moon and the stars. one day you'll be in the presence of the one that created the, the seas one day you'll be in the presence of the one that created the mountains that you love to see one day you'll be in the presence of the one who carved out the Grand Canyon one day you'll be in the presence of the one who made the, the red woods in California one day you'll be in the presence of the almighty and it'll be wonderful but that song says won't it be wonderful there? yes, it will be wonderful there why? because God almighty will be there and we will be in his presence, isn't that so wonderful a quick trip to heaven reminds us that I don't have any reason to be unthankful during this holiday season. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what my situation is. It doesn't matter whom I have lost beforehand. I have every reason to be thankful because this quick trip to heaven reminds me that I will be in his presence. And he will be in my presence. And I will be his people and he will be my God. How wonderful. How can we be such an unthankful people? How can we be such an unserving people? How can we be such a disobedient people? Knowing that one day soon, we will be in his presence. Now listen, I'm preaching just to myself too. But one day soon, that trump will sound. One day soon, we'll be caught up in the glory. Glory. One day soon, we will close our eyes in death. And you'll be in his presence. Quick trip to heaven reveals that we will dwell with God. Yes, that new city will be awesome, and that new city will have splendor, and that new city will, will, will be adorned, as and, and and it'll have jewels and everything else that's talked about there. But even greater than that, the one who created it will be there. The one who created you will be there. We will dwell with God and we will be his people. Anybody in this room ever just get sick and tired of sinning? I do. Just stop doing it. I know, I'm trying. Stinking flesh. Anybody in this room just not tempted to sin anymore? Don't raise your hand because you're lying, and that would be a sin. I was preaching up in uh, kids' chapel a few weeks back, and i have been preaching on the characteristics of Jesus when it's my turn. And I asked the kids, I said, Anybody in here smarter than their teacher? And you know what? One of my own children raised their hand. And she just happened to be sitting on the front row. And I was like, put your hand down. You ain't smarter than that teacher. Come on. Don't be a bad example. She's crying. I thought you said something else. (laughs) You knew what you said. The person that's sleeping in church, and you bump them, hey, that's me. No, put your hand down, not you. On that day, will be total harmony. There'll be no opposition to God's will. Isn't that something that we battle each and every day? To do His will that day. We always say, I live to do God's will. I'm where I'm supposed to be. God's will is a daily thing. We have that opposition. One day there won't be that. One day we don't have to worry about that. Goes on to say, verse number four says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. See, on that day in heaven that God will remove all the physical and he says right away and there shall be no more death and there shall be no more death every person more than likely in this room has experienced the death of a loved one. A very close friend. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a child. An aunt, uncle, friend. And here is death. This dreaded enemy to man. pointing on the man wants to die no one welcomes it say but man I'm not scared of it you're right I'm not either but no one welcomes it no one mentally sound seeks to die Many are afraid of it. It's certain. Can just be honest? <laughs> I'm traveling this past week. I, I I hope I live a little bit more past this week. If Jesus tarries his coming. I don't want to deal with it as a spouse. I certainly don't want to bury any of my children. I've been so afraid of it for so long that as a teenager I would literally sit there and pray before bed Lord please don't take me before my parents or please take me before my parents and before my brothers I don't want to go to any of their funerals I just don't want to deal with it i be honest I pray that now Lord please take me before my wife I can't deal with it, Lord. Please, <laughs> please, I, I will, I will succumb to Your will, Lord. But please, don't let me bury a child. Please, say but Nate, your kids are healthy. I know, but I beg the Lord every day, please. Why? Because death is certain. Death is sudden. But here, when we have that fear, we can open our Bible to John chapter 21. And verse number four, it whispers to us and it says, There'll be no more death. None. It's over. How wonderful. Nobody will ever once again go to a funeral. As much as we like to hear it, Brother Heath won't view the land for anybody no more. Never again will a husband have to look at his wife for the last time and say, I love you. I'll see you again. Never again will a child have to look to their parent or a parent to their child and say, I'll see you soon. Why? Because a quick trip to heaven reminds us that God was certain to tell John, hey, listen, there'll be no more death. There'll be no more death. hard to be unthankful. When you realize what heaven is. When we go to John when we go to John here in Revelation chapter 21 and he reminds us of these things. He also goes on to say no more sorrow No more death. No more sorrow. Now a lot of times sorrow comes from death. But it's a step further than that. I'm thankful for heaven. Because also is there no more death. There's no more sorrow. Meaning. Meaning. No more broken homes. No one comes into the pastor's office anymore and says, Hey, we're getting a divorce. There's no more families destroyed by alcohol and drugs. Say, but they were in church. Why would you say that? Because it happens in church. There's no more sorrow. There's no more pain of a child who's wayward, of an unsaved spouse. unsaved family member there's no more sorrow from failure I'm not trying to discourage you this morning I'm trying to encourage you that while that exists here it'll be just but a short time and it won't exist no more not again there will be a time where there's no more sorrow no more tears he says and god shall wipe away all tears from their eyes you know i've <laughs> i've never i've said before I've said it again i've never been afraid to cry wouldn't it help if i was or not i'd cry anyways but there's going to come that day you know, I really didn't understand this expression as well until I became a dad to girls. And my youngest, Bella, she's the youngest of the twins, a whole one minute younger than her sister. But she acts like she's a full year younger in regards, she just, she knows she's the baby and she plays on it. It's okay, I get it. But Bella will come up to me and she just has these big crocodile tears in her eyes. Something's happened. Somebody said something to her. In class on Friday, they drew a picture about Christmas. And her sister won a ribbon and she didn't. Come on, Miss Maria. I'm just playing. She has these big tears. And she'll come up to me. And every now and then I'll tell hey, quit that. But then you can tell when it's just true sorrow. And as a dad, you grab her face. And you just gently wipe those tears away. And it's just like everything starts to get better. Hey, one day. there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of death, there's a lot of sorrow in this world but listen to me it's hard to be unthankful when you realize one day the heavenly father who the, the book of Nehemiah says his hand is good <laughs> he reaches down to you and says no, no more tears there's none of that here I tell that to my girls sometimes I say hey there's none of that here But our Heavenly Father, who who loves us even more abundantly than we are, we we are capable of loving our own children, looks down and says, no more tears, no more crying. John is assuring us that this is a real scene. Maybe he was reminded of Psalm 35. That says weeping may endure for a night. But what cometh? But joy. Cometh in the morning. One day in that sweet by and by. There's a land that is fairer than day. And by faith we could see it afar. For the father looks over the way. You know why i love all the songs that we sing at church because a lot of them take us to that day we read of a place that's called heaven it's made for the pure and the free the truth in god's word he has given how beautiful heaven must be the angels so sweetly are singing Betrayals and failures destroyed. All pain and all suffering but forgotten. All tears will be turned into joy. How beautiful heaven must be. Sweet home of the happy and free. Fair haven of rest for the weary. How beautiful heaven must be. Sunday before Thanksgiving we normally hear a sermon on thankfulness and I believe it's appropriate I know I didn't say a whole lot about it but what I will tell you this morning is that if you have the feeling of an unthankful heart maybe it's time that you turn to Revelation chapter 21 we read about heaven say but Nate that's not going to cure my problems now my mom still is going to be sick we still have the news of, of an impending funeral it's bound to happen certain to happen I'm still going through financial hardship I'm still, I'm still going through the, the, the weakness of the flesh. So am I. But I can be reminded. You know what? I don't have to worry. Because in just a little while, It'll be mourning. And there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more tears. There'll be no more separation. We'll dwell with him and he will dwell with us. Maybe you sit in this sanctuary this morning and say, I hear you, Brother Nate. But I'm just not so sure I'm going to make it there. If we read one verse after that, verse number six, it says, And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst. Of the fountain of the water of life freely. This morning, if you're here, and I know we have a lot of visitors here this morning. Maybe you come to church Every Sunday. Say, Renate, it's hard for me to be thankful about heaven when I'm not sure I'm going. You, you know why those of us in this room can take a trip to heaven so certain? Because we know. I'm not reading about a destination that I'm never going to get to. It's not like I'm sitting there reading a brochure about Bora. Bora. I'm reading about a destination that is sure. No doubts. Why? Because he offered salvation freely. I was once a thirst. But now I am no longer. You just have to realize that Jesus did come, lived 33 sinless perfect years on this earth. He went to the cross that Brother Tyler sang about. He died on that cross. Three days later in a show that he was conqueror over death as well, he rose again. I put my faith and trust in him. If I ask him to forgive me of those sins. If I call upon his name, shall be saved. He says he does that freely. He does that freely. This morning it was just a quick reminder. If you normally take notes in church, I apologize. There was none. How wonderful. You know, there is a wonderfulness about Thanksgiving as we get to gather a little bit with our family of what that'll be like in heaven one day. Those that maybe we can't gather with them this this year, but they'll come a day where we do. Where we do. Heaven, (laughs) can you say enough about it? I wish the Lord let me preach and teach about heaven all the time. Sometimes he says, yeah, preach against sin or his will or whatever it may be. But even though you might not hear it from the pulpit, it doesn't mean that you yourself can't take that trip there. And say you know what? <laughs> I'm just a little discouraged today. Let me turn here and see what my future looks like. I just left the doctor's office, Brother Nate. Doesn't look good. Let me t- turn here and see what your future looks like. I'm about to lose my job, Brother Nate. What does my future look like? Let me turn here for a minute. See what your future looks like. About to lose my mom, Brother Nate. Can you say to help me? I don't know, but a quick trip to heaven tells me that there's no more death. There's no more sorrow. There's no more crying. It's certain. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for all that you do for us.